a little preview of what we got coming for you on this episode. We'll Bye. Doing Bye. a two-part series on your favorite scandalous music groups. This is our first special episode. <laughs> special two-part. Our first two be continued ever. Of course, we have a special guest in the building. She back. She back. It's Bree. Okay. back, right? Um, we will be plugging Bree's blog link into the website. Make sure you check out her blog, Bree right. I Am. Get some good stuff going. And y'all ready to get it started? Yeah. Let's go. Oh, let's well, go. before we get it started, I have a little bone to pick with everybody. Because I'm questioning if, did we all decide to go back in time at the same time? Jasmine's <laughs> very upset about the, like, the influx of 90s themed things that are happening in media right now. It was a lot. Yeah. It's like everywhere I go now, somebody is creating a 90s themed show. The good thing is nobody's doing the same thing. We have um, Christina Milian and what's his name? Joey, is that Joey Fatone? No, Lance it's Bass. the other one. Lance, yeah, Lance yeah, yeah. Bass. They have a show called MTV's 90s House, right? Yeah. Have you seen it and yet? And allegedly, it's a reality show. I don't understand. Uh, they do 90s challenges. What is house. a 90s challenge? <laughs> like, That's what I'm trying to uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think I think I watched a clip, and it was like, who did the most skip it? They got a skip it, and whoever did the skip it the longest won. A 90s challenge should be <laughs> just like trying to do things you do on the internet now, except with dial-up, or like... Calling somebody collect and seeing well, how well, well it works out. Speaking of that, we have Jay Versace, who was a Vine star, who mm. it seems his is a web series, possibly, where he gets stuck in the 90s. And as a millennial, he has to live in the 90s. That so. actually sounds like it's going to be dope. Yeah, it, it, it looked kind of Well, cool. I mean, the only reason why it might not, if it isn't, is because it's a web series. And it seems like it requires a lot of production value. It seems kind of expensive. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Like, with your own money YouTube create the 90s world I don't know seems like something you would need a budget for that's just me well, but yeah, I'm broke I... too that's why I do a podcast <laughs> otherwise <laughs> otherwise we do something else cost me nothing to write and code right hey alright so y'all ready to dive into our music groups now just like the MTV episode I want you to imagine all of this going on in the Twitter age and what would have come from it. The jokes, the shade. Uh. A theme, I like that. Okay, all right. Uh, so, a lot of this, you know, it might have started in the 90s. Some of these feuds still go on in 2017, just to let you know the time span does kind of uh. go over. But um, let's start with our, our theme group, 3LW. Um, that consisted of Naturi, Adrian, and Keely. They gave us songs like No More, Baby I'ma Do It Right, Players Gonna Play, and I Do Wanna Get Close to You. You know, I'll argue that they also gave R. Kelly one of his best hits in Feeling On Your Booty because he bit that line that Players Gonna Play, Haters Are Gonna Hate line. Was that originally from 3LW, though? Well, I mean, where else did he get that cadence from? Who else can you credit for that? 
I mean, I'll be. Players I mean, well, play. actually, yeah, now that ball I think is about it, ball. that's. I mean, three LW. They. I hope they got a writing credit. But let's let's get into what was going on. Um, tensions had been building. Um, it was almost like Keely and Adrian versus Naturi. Uh, she said they would get on her about her skin color and all this and that, and it was a lot of. It was a lot of split into kind of things going on, and she said that it was management because Keely's sister, who she called mom, weird, um, was their manager. So she got away with a lot of shit. She did. You you could tell early on that there was tension between them. In interviews, they would be like, oh, she get on my so nerves. So <laughs> shady, right? You can go online and Google 3LW shady moments. And it's basically Keely just talking shit the whole time. She Keely was a talking bitch. shit. That's which what was Keely talking fit. Because <laughs> how dare she? Which was interesting to me because she was the youngest out of all of them. Yeah, but like I said, she had that um, that power because around them was her family managing them, so she got away with everything. Um, and it was also a money thing. Naturi said that after the touring and the music, she didn't feel like they were making enough money. So it really came to a head at a nice dinner at KFC. Oh, my Chicken goodness. Yes, no. yes, <laughs> yes. This story. Keely threw her down two-piece original <laughs> dinner platter at Naturi. And she said mashed potatoes was all in her eyes. And so, apparently, Naturi was talking to Keely's sister about the money issues and things going on, and allegedly Keely overheard it and got mad and threw her food. Now, on Keely's side, she said that's not true. It was the accident. There was a little girl around who kind of threw the plate at her. It wasn't me. But um, that's up for debate. Uh, who y'all believe in? I believe Naturi. I just do. I, I feel like as the one who was outcasted, I don't think she, in that situation, she didn't have anything to lose. Mm -hmm. So what exactly is she going to lie about if she was the one who was outcasted? That's true. Um, well, I mean, you know, cream rises. So if for some reason there's ever kind of a story where it's like, this thing happened to me, this person was in the wrong, give it a few years who's still doing well and who isn't. And I think that's the answer to your question right there. Karma's I, very real. Natari's doing great. Uh, so right. is Adrian. So is Adrian. But but even with Adrian's success, Natari is still doing better than both of them. Now, we had this argument. I, 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 I said Why that. Why would you say that? I, she's <laughs> on a hit show. She has done movies that have done great. She... Is so you didn't go watch I'm in love with the preacher's daughter with Adrian? A to BET be honest, classic? To be honest, I actually did not watch that. You know what's I crazy? I accidentally did one day. I'm not going to sit here and lie. We, we had this conversation uh, when Kendall and Gary were on, right? For a second? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, Episode three, we brought that up. And I said Natari's doing better than Adrian as well, too. But... I mean, I, I, I see why there's an argument about it because Adrian does work every day, right? She's doing the real mm -hmm. okay all right Natori though has got some he's been rubbing shoulders with some very a-list people some in the industry because i mean I, I just saw i'm, I'm a big madman fan and i just i just finished it again she's in that for a three episode run too and 
mind you, this is the 60s, so they only had about three black women in the whole show. Right. <laughs> so, so they called Atari. I mean, there's something to be said about that. So I don't know. I, I think Atari is definitely uh, on her way to like uh, one of those like Oscar-worthy films with the kind of people that she's been like hanging out with. Okay. Well. Dang, I lost my train of thought. Well, I think I, it's safe to say Keeley lost in the. <laughs> ultimately, I, 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 I can't. I wouldn't compare their success. I don't feel the need to compare Adrian to Terry's success. I, while I do think Adrian might have had a hand in the whole beef thing, I think she was more of a middleman. Like she didn't really know what to do in the situation. So was, I, I don't you, think she was mainly to blame. She was part of the blame, but I don't think she was the main. If thing. if you look at. Um, a lot of their past interviews, you could tell that she was the one who was the mediator, mm-hmm. the level-headed one. She was the one who, when Notori and Keela would be throwing shade, the interview person would turn to her and she would give the, you know, the logical mm-hmm. answers to where did it. And to be honest, and I'm not saying that they kind of maybe set themselves up, but they have a lot of interviews where they're like, well, you know, just in case we don't make it, we hope we still friends, though. Like, so it's kind of like... What? I mean, well, did y'all even know? Evident. Well. I, I think just from the fact that after she, whether she left voluntarily or was kicked out, after that, she literally started completely over from the bottom. She went to she school. Went to school. Mm-hmm. She took out loans, and she literally has worked her way up without the help of whoever she started with and is now you know on a great show that's doing phenomenal well just to go back did y'all know that they made music after that <laughs> they replaced yeah Terry they with another girl and i don't remember with somebody else any of that miss i don't remember her at all they had if a song with Lil know, Wayne. Would, if anybody would know, I would assume you would know. So I just learned that. I just learned. I really did not know they I, replaced her and had more music. If if Jasmine if doesn't locked. know, did it really happen? Yeah, no, it did not happen. If not, locked, not in though. black culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, after all of this, fast forward 2017, Naturi is obviously on top with power. And The Real is a talk show that has celebrity guests who, do, when they do in their press runs, they go by The Real. And Naturi pops up for an episode of The Real, and Adrian gives what she says is her second apology on air. Mm-hmm. Sorry for everything we've done. You know, we're grown now. We've moved past it. I love you. I'm proud of you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, a lot of people didn't take well to that. <laughs> wow. Why not? Here, they felt like it was selfish of her, and she didn't mean it. Here's why I respect it. If you are going to bring someone out publicly, like embarrass them, shame them, you need to apologize publicly as well, especially when you're dealing in that industry where everything is so public. You can look up anything. You can look up, you know, the demise. Obviously, we were able to look up why they were no longer together. So I respect her for using her show and her platform and her job to be like you know what girl i know that we talked about this in private but i wanted to publicly say this to you because publicly they did you know from what we can find online kick her out the group yeah to close out to close this i have to ask would you want to hear from 3lw in 2017 no i argue that it's I would probably be more likely to want to hear from them than some other R&B groups. Right. Mainly because they kind of, they, they bridge themselves into the new millennium pretty far in. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't think they would be far off. It's a hard pass for me. <laughs> I yeah, I don't Not know. Well, you know, and I also like I, I I don't think they would. I don't think nope. Watching their old interviews was uncomfortable for me. They 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 had no media training. You could tell that. I don't even know if them girls really liked each other to begin with. Well, I feel well, like they were distinctive. I feel like out of out of the girl groups that we're going to mention over time, there's a, there's a few actual members of girl groups that get lost in the sauce, and I feel like all three of them are known for something. Like I can I know Keely for that. Yeah, list. you still know. I her. know it's Tori because so. she was the dark skin one, and uh-huh. I think she's a baddie. But and <laughs> then and so then pretty. you know I know Adrian, you know Cheetah Girl stuff. Like we all like I know all three of them well enough that I feel like if they got back together, I would care. You know, holy. Moving on. Our next one's a little bulky. <laughs> bulky. I didn't even know it went down like this, but we're going to go to B2K. We have Omarion, Lil Fizz, J Boog, Rasby. They gave us songs like, uh huh, bump, bump, bump. Why <laughs> I love that. That was not bum, planned bum, bum. either. Bump, 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 bump actually bum, lives. Bum, bum. It, like, it, li- it lives on, actually. It's not a bad song by any means. It isn't. First of all, before I get into all of the story, somehow all of them are related to each other. Somebody is somebody's cousin. Chris Stokes is like Rasby's cousin. Marcus Houston is Jay Wood's cousin. Janae was uh, Lil Fizz's fake cousin because they were from the same area. She was always around. I think that was kind of their how they wanted to introduce Janae because she was doing music too. Thank so God that's she got how out of that. that's how run, I that's run. how they kind of introduced <laughs> Janae. Like, oh, let's just say she Lil Fizz's cousin. So she can get a little buzz. I thought Omarion and Marcus Houston were brothers. No. They're not related at all? You know what? All? I don't know. I thought they were related I don't know. at least. They probably are. Go Google it. But it's doesn't Omarion all have a, another singing family member? Who's yes. Not oh, Ryan, who's, who's actually Janae's, Janae's baby, baby's dad. That's dad. right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she ain't run that far away. So, yeah. B2K. <laughs> B2K came out busting. They gave us all them hits. So, like, their breakup seemed pretty sudden because it was hit after hit after hit, then a split. <laughs> and it's like, I, I think how they rolled they their way. I think they rolled their way completely. I know, I, I know you're going to tell me what happened, like, what, what exactly went down. But there was the day was coming where their relevance was going to be way off almost very fast. Because boy bands in general, like, are just, it's a hard sell. Yeah. Well, it's another one of those stories of they didn't know what they was doing when they signed their contract. Yep. <laughs> um, because Chris Stokes <laughs> was a part of the family, literally. They were like, we don't care. Just let's sign. Don't bring in no lawyers. Let's just sign our contract. It is what it Trust is. Trust me. Um, but other than that, it had been friction amongst the group for a while before they split. And when they first split, it was three against one. So it was Lil Fizz, Rasby, and Jay Boog against Omarion because Omarion decided to stick by Chris Stokes. And their story was that Chris Stokes was robbing them blind. Like, mm. Omarion does his first post-breakup interview, and he's like, that's a lie. I checked all the numbers. My money there. I don't know what they talking about. Omarion's um, a mathematician. <laughs> what is he? Right. Is he, is he an accountant? He said it had nothing to do with money and everything to do with them wanting to go solo and did he do they tax their own thing well he he goes on to say you know it's all love though they're my brothers it is what it is but in the same interview goes but when i got sick that one time nobody called me <laughs> that's how i knew it was really over and it's like what kind of sick was he like dramatic or was it like i want to say 
I want to say he was like over exerted, like he one of those oh. exhausted stories doing too much. I want to exhaustion. Say. Um, does, every, does every sick deserve a phone call? So not all sick deserve a phone call. Right? I don't know, but he was in the hospital <laughs> and he's like, I ain't hear from them, and that's how I knew it was over. And so the boys go do their post breakup interview, and they like pretty much had a list. Like, all right, all this stuff Omarion said is a lie. First of all, he's talking about he got money and cars and clothes. He live in Marcus Houston house. <laughs> he don't got no money like they say. He ain't bring no lawyers or no no accountant in to count our money. He just he just talking. And um, so it was like that for a while. It was three on one until. Raz B um, accused Chris Stokes and Marcus Houston of molesting him, and none of the boys backed that up because none of them. That was the one time where they was like on. Yeah, they were like, "Hold." Well, the thing about it is, I won't say whether it happened or not because I don't know, but it was believable whether or not all the other guys said it happened or not because Chris Stokes has a an ambiance of somebody who might do something like that. Does he? I would say yes. Okay. I highly. Like I don't is. you know, I don't remember Chris Stokes at all. I oh all yeah. I... Well I mean when this first came out, I remember like it was like gossip stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all over media takeout and stuff and I was back like back when I would check stuff like that. Hey yeah, Chris Stokes, he's got he's got he's got molesty vibes. But if I mean if How everybody say that about somebody <laughs> Well, I mean, molesters, molesters happen every day, B. Like, we know that. Like, and they all, whenever that happens, you can see something, you know, between them all. That's kind of a, a common trait. And Chris Stokes. I won't use the word molesty vibes. But <laughs> when you have people publicly basically lying for their image, and then you signing a bunch of kids, and you're making them be dishonest about things. And then from a fan's perspective, it looked like, like someone was in their like ear putting them against each other something is wrong with management when you have different people recounting you have the lead singer basically saying nah everything good everything fine i checked it my money there and it's like well what is he being promised or what is somebody telling him that he's basically saying something different than all three other members and one of them is the cousin of the manager yeah. If anything, you would think he would be the one, right? you know, having his cousin's back or whatever. Like, my cousin put us on, and he did all this, and this is how y'all going to treat him? Mm-hmm. No, it seemed like he was the first one to ring, ring the bell. Like, yeah. something's not right. And, well, and, and all these, you're going to find that common thread of, like, family being too deep into somebody's money than they should be yep. and or a relationship being too deep into somebody's money than they should be. This gets separate counts. And is it just me, or is there always a pattern of somebody being in the ear of the lead singer, telling the lead singer all this stuff? What they can do for them, what they because can you know do for you the them, star. Because you the <laughs> star, and it ends up turning them against the people who they're performing with. Raise yeah. your kids better. Egos are crazy. Yeah, they ruin, they ruin everything. Well, I mean, to, I can watch The Lion King over and over and over again. There's so much to learn. Okay. <laughs> um, to to uh, keep the story going, this created a rift, mainly because at the time, apparently, 
the three of them were making a reality show in which they followed that. them to show like their journey without Amarion because they still wanted to do What do they B2K. call that show? It was something like Life After B2K, I want to say. <laughs> oh. It never saw the light of day because of Brasby's allegations. It didn't, but I remember like searching YouTube you so, can find links. so hard. You can find little clips of the show, um, but because of that, um, it never saw the light of day. Well... The, it, it got weird because Rasby then recanted his statement. He said, actually, everything I said, it wasn't true. It, I can't get a real timeline on this, but both, of course, Omarion and Marcus Houston and Chris Stokes were asked about this. And Omarion said, you know, Rasby is bipolar. He gave him a whole... <laughs> he diagnosed <laughs> like, him. He recanting him a whole diagnosis. Recanting statements almost makes things worse. It makes you almost more suspicious. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he said he was coaxing to, to doing it. He said, I was manipulated. I was pressured. We were doing the show at the time. They told me, I better do this. And so I felt like I needed to do it to keep, because I was, you know. So Marcus Houston then says he's on drugs. So, you know, they done painted this 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 picture of Rasby as just a crazy person on drugs and that's all she wrote who knows <laughs> you know really who knows um so Marcus Houston ended up suing Rasby and won he got a restraining order and everything and he said all of the allegations are not true of course um um but then Rasby said I know I said it didn't happen but it really did Wow, we believe you. And Thank you so much, much. As bad as it is to say, it just makes Omarion look like he right with the whole bipolar. Yeah, uh, so then accusation. he's like, okay, I was pressured into saying this stuff didn't happen, but I'm willing, <laughs> I'm willing to tarnish my name to let you guys know that this is what happened to me. And he went into some very weird details I don't want to repeat. So if Please you can go watch some interviews it, about what he said oh, they were doing to him. Man, I but hear um. Him. Yeah, he said they were doing some pretty weird things. And see, I maybe I remember them wrong, but I thought the the accusations were that he molested all of them, not just Rasby. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I that's what I heard. I want to say Rasby said that that he made them do inappropriate things too. No, nah, Rasby's accusing Chris Stokes of incest too. Is some right? Because they're related? I guess because apparently they're cousins. Wow. This, Ooh, that's a lot. This does not get, this does not resolve itself during this podcast. <laughs> but I do want to say something about B2K. Um, simply about the fact that I don't think all of the stuff that it did has a lot of lasting power, but That's Why I Love You is amazing. A great song. And that's when I was fantastic. like, yeah, these the that, ones. Like, I mean, that was, a, that was a jam. It's a bop, but I still listen to it casually. Uh, it used to be more of a guilty pleasure, but I'm a grown-ass man now. I can tell you it's my favorite B2K song. <laughs> I put it on mixtapes for girls in high school and middle school and stuff. It's a fantastic song. So am I the only one who was disappointed um, when watching Love and Hip Hop and saw Hold that? On. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Let me go back. Like, Let me okay. go back because there's one more story I got to tell before we get to where they are now. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> there is this video of Lil Fizz on the internet. Oh, God feeling himself he got him it's another dude sitting beside him gassing him up and he tells this weird story about how after the breakup he ran into Omarion for the first time in the hood and there was some gang activity involved and some threatening and but in all Lil Fizz was asking if he could help Omarion with music stuff I don't know 
basically he was making a mockery out of Omarion, but to end the video, he said, F Raz B, I'll mess with homos. And I just thought, wow. whoa. Bold. Yeah. So he ran, there's some gang activity. Now, at any <laughs> point, does anybody admit that they owe somebody a lot of money and they need to go, to a, go win a dance battle to, to pay the person back? Is that part of the process? I wish all? that was <laughs> I wish it was too, and I wish somebody oh. recorded it. And did Steve Harvey come out and, and, and host it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, anyway, after all of that, things seem pretty irreparable, right? Like, Ooh, irreparable. That, That's is a, that a word? I don't know, man. Did but I it make sounds, it up? Listen, if it's really a word, then you drop Somebody that Somebody Google thing. it, because I don't know. Irreparable. Let's see. I'm, I'm team irreparable. I'm here for Me it if too. it exists. I kinda, I, I well, like I'm going to feel word. like an idiot if it's not a word, but... I bring irreparable. You irreparable, impossible to rectify or repair. Look at Hello. you. Irreparable. So fast forward to love and hip hop. <laughs> Wants to talk about love and hip hop because I'm kind of fuzzy on it. Okay. I don't really... <laughs> so Lil Fizz was inspired by Pretty Ricky, you know, resolving mm. whatever. And, um, you know, on the show spoke to Bobby Brown about you know basically getting advice on how to get the group back together Wait, he talked to bobby brown he bobby talked brown, to bobby, bobby brown. brown he made getting, an appearance bobby brown get back group together guru bobby brown he's yes. good at that I'm he assuming. is he is <laughs> and um basically he was you know met with jay bug jay bug you know was on a couple of episodes and they were like yeah dog let's do it was Raz B involved Raz B did not make an appearance, but I don't I don't want to say the wrong thing. He might have spoken to him, and I think he said that he was down. He was down. Mm -hmm. The only one who wasn't Omarion was <laughs> Omarion, and he did not make an appearance on Love and Hip Hop. But, but they were willing to um, put God down. recruit. Recruit, what's his name? Ray Drum J. Drum roll. <laughs> Ray J the God. Ray, Ray J to J. basically be a part of it. And Ray J was... <laughs> Ray J, y'all. He, he immediately J. saw stars. Like, he, you know, drew up some flyers with him in the front and was calling it R2K. R2K. Ray, no, Ray, Ray 2K. 2K. Excuse me. Ray, Ray 2K. 2K. Ray 2K. B2Ray. Was that B2 one of the options? B2Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and um it sounded like a sketch it, it sounds like a skit it looks like you know from him presenting it in that way made definitely made jay book feel some type of way because he's like dog like we we've done great <laughs> things like, like and, it's, weird, huh? and it's basically like these two <laughs> artists <laughs> talking about what they've done umpteen years ago <laughs> And how, how great they ago? were. Umpteen, girl. <laughs> no, as I should say, 50 11. 50 11. 50 11 years ago. And it's like, nah, my 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 room was longer than yours. And my my yeah. time was, you know, big like this. And somebody said, I mean, it's not like you was the Michael Jackson <laughs> of that time. <laughs> and it looked like they was ready to flip some tables. 
Well, listen here. Just with that story, do you blame Omarion for not wanting to come back? Listen to the shit. Well, I, it seems I to don't. me like Ray was the one that was mostly delusional in that situation. But wait, 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 wait. I know Lil Fizz was like, yo, Omarion pretty much been ghosting us since we broke up. But I want to rewind in Love and Hip Hop. They were both on Hollywood at once. They, and they were. were interacting, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Omarion and Lil Fizz were cool, right? I can't remember if they had scenes together, but I feel like they did. I want to say that they did, too, because they also, like, <laughs> centered around the fact that they both had kids. Yeah. And I want to say that at some point in time, like, Omarion was calling his son nephew. See, that's where I'm a little confused. That's where it gets a little bit fuzzy. But Omarion did kind of walk away from love and hip-hop in the same exact way, where it's just like he just stopped doing it. Nobody knows why. And apparently he'd been doing shows in Africa. Well, I heard that Ray apologized at the reunion. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop, but I heard he apologized at the reunion. And hearing this story, I want to have a small little side note. People don't ever talk about how much alike Ray J and Kanye West are as far as, like, actual <laughs> temperament and, like, mannerism. Because I was joking about his oh, interview on The Breakfast Club True. and how how he was wilding out and how I wouldn't have known about The Breakfast Club weren't for Ray J wilding out, like, that first time. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, it just occurred to me that Ray J and Kanye West are pretty much like at the same ego of a temperament. And, and that's that's Epic Kim. Grants. That's Kim Epic right there. It's, oh, but the irony, of course, I would I would argue that Kanye West is 16 to 17 times as talented as Ray J is. Right. But, but I'm not going to not give Ray J his credit. He's done something right at some I, point. I agree. I I like Ray J. I'm not gonna lie. He can't sing, but I like his songs if that makes sense. Like, I kind of wish somebody if else was I had was one wish, we would be best friends. He has I'm this song lie, called, called one, Anytime. One wish still goes off for me. He can't sing, but like, I like his You know his what the song. jam is, though? The one with Lil' Wait Kim? a minute. Hell yes. <laughs> Wait. Oh, and Shardy got gifts. That's also a decent gifts, song. Gifts. Wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Has my, I'm telling my you, he got Kim some lines. hits. Right. He just Pradal. cannot. Watch he out, does. Man. Like, you, you can't take that away from him or He's B2K. nepotism, though. I think, I, think he, I think without nepotism, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be famous. I don't think he's more talented than his connection to Brandy. I mean, hey, wait a minute. No. Ain't that yeah. Brandy's brother? Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, it's just and crazy. That's like, fine. That's cool with no, me. No, it's not a problem. I mean, it's no, a family. It isn't at all. That's it's a family. Put your fam on, even if they can't sing. He was also in Moesha twice as two different characters. Two different characters. Two different characters. He was that's her, right. he was what, a friend? He at was first? on a student council in yeah, one episode. Yeah, and then he was her brother cousin. <laughs> to close, do you guys want to hear from B2K in 2017? Mm. No. You see, I'm a little on the fence. I kind of feel where Fizz was coming from. Like, you know, if there's a check out here, let's get it. But then I also feel like some things you just can't resolve. And I don't know if it's worth trying to force it Yeah, to I make agree. the check. So I just would rather sit with the memories and, you know, bump, bump, bump it in the car for me but. i'm gonna go with a yes if they did a scream tour in 2017 oh i'm going as a little <laughs> union i'm even here for bow wow performing his old hits i'm here for a b2k Please, bow saying, wow. why are you saying even here as if for some reason bow wow ain't got hits i'm talking about you know i don't know anyway i i'm she, here for a scream tour reunion show i'm here for it i i would go i would attend and i would <laughs> enjoy myself 
sing all the old hits, and now I'm having fun. I'd scream. I mean, <laughs> they they should figure out a way to get along so they can get a check. Yep. But the likelihood of that happening. But I part of me kind of feels like I think in Omarion's head, with I'm, I mean, aside from the drama, I think in his head he might kind of feel like you know he he's reached great heights without them. So why I go and back? He has. You know what I'm saying? So. With I, I all they've been through, I don't know if I would want to come back too, y'all. I mean, like people can make it seem so simple as money, but that's oh, what we just tell told everybody is only part uh, of the story. He lived it. Omarion, so, Omarion is diluting himself if he decides to go back for anything. Omar Omarion has a, an extremely extremely high chance of dropping a hit at any any given moment. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and and I mean, way less of a chance doing that with B2K. Uh, let's go on to Joe to see. We have Casey, Joe, Devontae, Dalvin. Come and talk to me. Oh my god, come and talk to me. Fiending forever, my lady. Cry for you. Can I can I get into this? This is fresh in my head. Okay, all right. (laughs) Joe to see, North Carolina natives, Charlotte, North Carolina at that literally just smiles from where we are right now um cousins of our own fantasia barino as well people don't acknowledge that enough they don't two sets of brothers together to form a group recorded a demo tape right here drove up to new york city slept outside of uptown records walked in and performed come and talk to me for heavy d and andre harrell Heavy D takes him out to eat. They get signed, and they assign him to the great intern that we all know as Sean Combs, Puff Daddy, P Diddy, or better known as Brother Love. Brother Love. Brother Love. And Brother Love has an idea, and his idea, of course, is fantastic because what Diddy does is create images for people. He's, He's like more of an aesthetic consultant than he is anything in the world, and for the first time in R&B, we saw again what was like hip hop hip hop inspired R&B hip hop adjacent <laughs> he wanted them hip hop adjacent yes he wanted he wanted these guys to be the best R&B hip hop artists they could be what he did with Mary J Blige same kind of aesthetic you know yep. ironically enough Mary of course was uh Casey's girlfriend yes like 12 years and casey was casey created a lot of a lot of mary's hits according to how that relationship went and if you know those hits those hits are not the the happiest songs on the Mm, planet but they are classic (laughs) also interesting that you say hits Ah, because double entendre. Double entendre. Ask me how. Come on, I don't want to know how. <laughs> they had a whole abusive relationship. Yep. It was very toxic. They were yep. both on drugs. They were both drinking and fighting each other. There was a lot of jealousy. And Apparently, the reason why Mary always wears shades is because she always looked tired or beat down, and literally and figuratively. They they decided they were going to be R and B rock stars, and they did everything in their power to do exactly that: drugs sex domestic mm-hmm. abuse which is crazy uh and unnecessary but i mean it was a wild ride rock star lifestyle but complex magazine named them the number one r&b group of all time and though i can't say verbatim that i think that that's absolutely true because i am indifferent on the on the opinion they at least deserve the recognition that goes along with that title because come and talk to me was out the gate swinging fiending 
um, uh, Forever My Lady, which I almost wanted to say Forever Shanene. Because I think about that. I think about <laughs> oh that song God, yeah. in there, right? And they were the best guest stars on Martin, by the way, too. The episode the whenever Martin goes to see Varnell Hill and comes out singing lately, crazy. So hilarious. If we're going to go into, like, their appearances, can I just mention their episodes of the Jamie Foxx show where Jamie they Fox. made Jamie <laughs> Foxx a member yep. of Casey yep. and JoJo? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean they're, 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 they're good now. They're they're happy and they don't consider any of their time apart to be a breakup. Well, well can we go into that though? Yeah. Because it yeah, wasn't yeah. exactly a breakup. It was uh, planned. Yeah. Devontae, I think it was, uh, he had got robbed at gunpoint. Yeah, they tied him up and everything. They tied him up, tied took him like up. twenty thousand dollars worth of jewelry and they beat him and everything. And they say from there he kinda wasn't right, you know, like yeah. that's really when his image started to go down because he couldn't deal after that and he kind of disappeared from the limelight he needed his time because things were just kind of spiraling out of control and he would go into fits and probably had some PTSD so let me ask this is that a cover up well excuse me did they have to cover that up and say that it was planned that they were all going to work on solo projects and then come back together because that was the story that I got. Well, according to something that I read, whenever they got together out here, they had already always planned to go back and do their their brother projects after the fact. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're, they're, they're cordial. They're so cordial now that they may just not be like letting us know all of the whereabouts. But seemingly, it was a lot. Yeah, seemingly. Like, I would love to see a Jodeci biopic. Yeah, well, a Jodeci you know, biopic they, would be crazy. They started getting the co-sign from Suge Knight when they were kind of breaking ties with Diddy. Yeah, they wanted to go to... They wanted to go They to, wanted to be on death um, row death because row. it was another thing where yeah. they weren't getting paid enough either. Yep. And so they got the ear of Suge Knight. Suge Knight started giving them some business advice and saying, yo, you can make more money over here. And that's when we got that song with Tupac and... Uh-uh. Yeah, so that just furthered that little bad boy image everybody put him under. You know, like now mm-hmm. y'all like, yeah. now y'all rolling with Suge Knight and you know y'all some gangsta. And the irony that is happen. that like they 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 just missed the boat in the timing on that because they did that before Pac and Biggie fell out. Yeah, uh, and you know they got a lot of ties to to Biggie, like a lot of ties. Yeah, so you know, it would have been crazy if that had actually happened. The other thing is with Devontae, he was kind of like the foundation of the group because he he engineered, he did a lot of he did a lot of writing, he played the instruments, yeah. Yeah, he did he, a lot. So when he kind of faded, it was just kind of like an understanding, you know, like uh, that's also, when Casey and JoJo did their thing. And I mean, and 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 they Which coined I'm not all my at. life, all my life, all my life is, is timeless. All, all my life may be like uh, one of the biggest R and B songs ever created, actually. It's, it's got to be in like a 10 I better get list. plays at a lot of weddings. Uh, yeah, oh, I would. JD I would, would know. <laughs> JD I would, would know. say yes. Uh, it's, one, it's one of those songs that is also bipartisan, that it doesn't matter what race you are, you know it. And I, in my mind, there's 100 songs that you can play anywhere in the world. People recognize them. Mm-hmm. Yep, All My Life is one, one of those songs. Mm-hmm. Kind of related, not related. I don't know. Casey and JoJo, I want you to go on YouTube, right? Please <laughs> don't bring up what I think you got to bring up. <laughs> oh, I want it? you to go on YouTube. I'm and just type in Casey and JoJo 
drunk on stage or falls on stage and you're gonna get a plethora of videos oh, yes. where Casey and Jojo are performing drunk out their minds and yeah. they might pass out they might fall off the stage all I know is it's hilarious will, they, will they miss a note though I no. thought you were yes, gonna they say will. No. sometimes they're up there just yelling <laughs> come on now yelling in tune <laughs> yelling no. in Casey's hard ass voice drunk is not pleasant trust nah, me it, go it, google it, it. I, um, so to close out, do you want to hear Jodeci in 2017? Um, I would love to. They actually released new music. Um, 2014, they had an album. Wasn't it long ago? Yeah, uh, recently. It was like the anniversary of the last album that they put out. Okay, like, so, so y'all here for it? Or? Uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I liked the single that they had put out. I can't remember the name of it, but I thought it was hot. The video was them in like dressed in all white and like the mountains of i thought course. it was kind of dope of course jd north carolina well, i mean does that how, mean how yes dare, how there i not support jodeci i'm going to pass i'll just like to to enjoy their past music i don't really well you know i mean there's that and i generally think that reuniting early 90s r&b groups is kind of a catch-22 because the sound is sort of it's sort of dissipated in the way we listen to R&B now. Yeah, a lot and they, of them they usually can't. can't. They usually can't catch up. Yeah. And so it's not likely that they would. Would I give it a listen? Absolutely. All right. Moving on, let's go to SWB. I have an interesting fact about that. Do you? About that call out that they oh, put yeah. in the I, front I, of I, all that phone. We both know what it yes. is. Yes. I know what it is, too. When I discovered this, <laughs> I was freaking out. We got Lily, Coco, and Taj. They gave us hits such as So Into You, Week, so Anything, you. Rain, and Right Here. Now tell us your interesting facts. So the call out that you hear at the beginning of their songs it's and a lot of their shows drum roll. <laughs> done by Pharrell. Pharrell Williams of Pharrell Virginia. Pharrell Williams of Virginia. He was an intern for Teddy Riley. He was. He actually um, worked on some of their early hits. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. And the S to the W to the V is actually our boy Pharrell. And just to piggyback off that. Which I think that, is so dope. It's it's amazing. Uh, something to piggyback off on that is that uh, DJ Corey Towns, he compiled everything that Pharrell's ever had his hands on a few years ago. And it was just up to Blurred Lines time. It is 101 tracks and 13, 13 CDs. Huh? No, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So the first song on there is Rump Shaker. What? Yes. Rex and the Facts. All I want to do is boom, 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 boom. Are you make zoom, zoom. Just shake, shake your He's rump. He's a co-writer on Rump Shaker. How old is Pharrell? 65. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's not. He's not. Listen. But, but he was in middle school. So supposedly I read up on that. He was in middle school hanging out with Teddy Riley around that time. And all that's Virginia stuff. I mean, SWV's story is pretty simple. Coco became the star. And the other girls kind of, kind of drifted to the to the background. Uh, they would say Coco would go in and record over their vocals. And she was getting a higher percentage on their royalties. And the manager was showing favoritism. And... She just got more love than them, and it was kind of like, dang, we sing too. Like, I, I'm not no backup singer. We singers. And I think one of the other girls were the ones who actually put the group together. So it was just Coco kind of became the queen, and the other girls kind of drifted further and further in the background. And, I mean, that obviously created a rift between the girls. 
naturally that would make anybody feel some type of way because you're thinking like this is my girl we doing this together you know we started this group and you know we're gonna hit it big and then you realize that the number's not adding up and someone is getting a little bit you know better treatment than everybody else and you know I wouldn't want to be a part of that group anymore either yeah so the girls say, you know, Coco started doing solo projects without even letting them know it was happening. She just kind of started trying to do her own thing, which created even more of a rift. And, you know, uh, Taj and Lily say Coco quit the group. Coco said um, Taj quit the group. So no one really knows who Didn't quit Didn't somebody first. try to put out an inspirational gospel album? Was that Coco? I, I'm not sure which one. It could... It, it was... It was let's do it's some possible, Google. but um one of them I want to say I can't remember which but Lily I think I want to say she said she became so depressed like she wanted to commit suicide you know because you go from making all this money to a group to it just dissipating so fast that she had to figure out how she was going to feed her family and Taj kind of went through the same thing she said she ended up working at like a coffee shop or something just getting a regular old job yeah so she could provide so they didn't another thing they didn't see the fruits of their labor that they couldn't even survive after the breakup that was where they that's how they were keeping their heads above water so coco actually did record a gospel album okay she put out another solo project as well right because that's what that i didn't know sunshine. i didn't know remember the song sunshine anybody sunshine Sunshine. Nobody knows that song. When you said sunshine, I was thinking a little flip. Brighten of my day. I love you always. Oh yes, yes, yes. Come that on. sounds like gospel That too, song though. was so good. I can't believe people don't know Wait, it. That was, was that was her. That was Coco. Oh. Anyway, well, she put out a solo project and it flopped to to, to finish this out. Well, I mean, when you don't do right. But you know what? Another another note is that I don't think SWV did a good job with character building as far as the world knowing them differently from who they were. SWV, we think about them as a group. I don't think right. the world and cared about the members of the group. They didn't. They cared about them as a whole and the image that the lead singer was carrying because she was put out in the front. She did the lead to all the songs. I don't think either one of the other two members ever had a chance to sing lead on a song back in like 20 what year are we in 2017 i don't mm. know when it was a few years ago um swv was given a reality show that came on bravo i want to say i want to say it followed the braxton's anyway the girls <laughs> got a reality show which they later said they regretted doing kind of because again it showed just how much they didn't get along and it created another um, a thing about Coco where she was just being the queen and the other two, it was split Coco uh, versus the other two girls I and it just that. wasn't a good look for him. So to end, do you want to hear SWV in 2017? No. No, I, I listen to a lot of their music from their first album a lot today and I just, I don't think that I mean, unless they're doing like the essence fest or True. you know doing True. like a little mini reunion like hear tour. them sing or hear new music i mean either way like 
specify what we I, I what you would like. I'm not if you would like lie. just a reunion I, tour, I one concert, to episodes. their album that they put out together following that reality show because I think the show was supposed to be documenting them mm-hmm. working on the new music and I didn't like it. Well, I, I mean, I didn't like I, the new I can't, album. I can't handle the ubiquity that week is. It's not not a great song. But it's one of those songs that if I never heard it again, it would probably be too soon. See, Week is my favorite song. It's everybody's by then. favorite song. And it's, it is my favorite song, song to sing. I feel I feel the same way JD I, does. I don't, I, Week is my falling. It's gotten by so overdone. I don't want to hear either of those songs ever again. <laughs> it's gotten so overdone. I do skip it when I'm listening. But I do love right here Human Nature. That's remix. my favorite one. Oh, yeah. but, I mean, to be that, fair, the Human Nature chords are my. It's my favorite instrumental of all time. Anybody does anything with that beat, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna love back. it. Yeah. So that. Thank you. Yo, I was gonna say something about it. I told you this. Oh yes. Early on, Michael Jackson, he only licensed his music out to other African American artists. Literally, at all that he made that part of his thing. SWV really? couldn't afford Michael Jackson royalties. <laughs> and he was, I mean, he let Nas have it. He let SWV have it. And then several other artists, he let. He was giving his samples out to young black artists like crazy for the community. And then he went I on to buy him. the Beatles catalog and left it as the state. And technically, the Beatles is a black-owned asset. Their whole discography. I love Shout Michael. out to MJ. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to the king. Moving so y'all on. listen to nope. more Beatles. It's a black-owned business. <laughs> listen to more support black on <laughs> listen to the Beatles and support black business <laughs> alright moving on to Drew Hill now I didn't Drew know Hill. much about their story before I researched it recently but we have Cisco, Jazz, Nokio and Woody Rock just bangers they gave oh, us these God. are the times five steps five steps beauty Tell is me. her name oh. beauty Ooh. y'all already they know how I hits. feel Oh, Drew Hill has got Drew Hill has got some of my favorite R&B songs of all time. Okay. More so than Jodeci, to be fair. But Cisco, very very strong vocalist, extremely strong vocalist. Yeah, and he the songwriting, the, the songwriting was just like it was beautiful. These are the times. Is about is about. It sounds like a like a graduation song or like I'm gonna miss you song. It is about waiting. Him waiting to sleep with this woman because she wants to spare her virginity, right? Yep. And he said, swallow you like Reese's Pieces. Come on, Come girl. girl. You know but I mean, you. listen, so much... Swallow re- you like Reese's so Pieces. Much, so much respect, yo. Anytime you can be sexual and respectful at the same time in an R&B song, you got my vote, okay? Because that was not something... That, that's, that happens that often. Groups, that's why I like Julio Santana. Groups because- weren't really doing that. <laughs> they weren't. They, they weren't really doing that. But a lot of their songs were really big on like, you know Prayer and relationships. Prayer and relationship healthy Health, relationships. Yeah. You know, five steps and you know whenever he says, So I say my prayers every night. One for my mother, one for my father. You better love my life. And I, would, I I say this in the shower often. I this, if you decide, so to, you decide to leave today, today <laughs> I'll leave tomorrow, tomorrow at the door and take only half of yesterday. <laughs> I hate to break up all this singing and karaoke jam, and happiness, boy. but we here for the drama, baby. Talk about it. Was Talk about well, it. Well, the first piece happened actually on the set of Wild Wild West video. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm choking on my water I over here. I knew you would like that. Yeah, I'm choking on my water. So Woody, on, in the midst of filming this video, decided, you know what? I have a spiritual calling, and I want to go do gospel music. In the middle of Wild Wild West. In yeah, like apparently if you watch Wild Wild West, you can see the setups where it's three members, and then it's four members, and then it's three members, because he literally left You know why he video. decided to do that? Because I watched Wild Wild West recently because of this podcast, and it's like eight or nine minutes long. It's a long video, a long song, and a long shoot. He got it, fed ma- up. it makes sense that you would want to come to Christ in the middle of a video <laughs> like that. For a movie like that. Well, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't gone long. That's the thing. I want to say he came back within six months, and they added, like, a fifth member, and they put out another album. And in the midst of that album, promo for that, that's when Cisco left the group. Apparently, during the middle of a photo shoot, something happened. And because of that, the album they had just recorded didn't come out till like, two years later. So many statement departures. Everybody's got to make a statement yeah. when they leave. This was a time, though, that, like, they all kind of did their solo things. Like, who, Woody who finally put out the solo. Nokio had a solo. Oh Cisco did his solo thing. Well, and, and I, who cared? I think they worked on solos because what was supposed to happen is when they re-signed a record contract, the deal was supposed to be that during a time period, everybody was going to put out a solo record, which was, I guess, supposed to serve as promotion for the drew hill record that was going to come out when they were all done i don't know (laughs) and cisco got so big that the executives and the record label focused so much on his record that they didn't put out the other solo records Mm -hmm. and that's why it was pushed back them putting out the next drew hill album but i feel which caused a lot of tension like they're focusing so much on him, you know, Thong Song blew up. Yeah. You know. Well, we heard from Nokio though. He was on that song with Eve. I and think I want to say he did have his um, solo he, album out. He put out what music song? and records. Be right back. And I want to say he was even behind the scenes too. I think he did a lot of like production work and That's writing what I say. for he, sure. He might have not had a verse or anything on a, uh, on Eve's song, but he definitely must have produced it because you can hear him on the intro. Um. Anyway, so after that album, <laughs> they kind of yeah, what you want, Rough Riders Eve. Oh, is he he on he's on that? Yes. Wow. I did not know that. Um so skip on, like I said, some of this stuff ranges over time. So if we skip into two thousand eight, Drew Hill is preparing for a comeback. They go on tour they're about to go on tour with somebody. I can't think of it. But to kind of set off like their reunion, they did they sit down for a radio interview and you know, everything's going great. And Here out of nowhere, again. Woody says, you know what? You know, this is great and all, but I'm going to be with y'all in spirit. I have a spiritual calling. I and, remember that. And I just, I, I, I got to do what I want to do. And so that pissed them off. Let like, me tell you. Cisco jumps off like, yo, why you ain't tell us this yesterday, son? Like, what? Woody <laughs> apparently made a promise to somebody in his family that, through doing music he was going to stick to his gospel and his spiritual roots Mm. and I think that was an internal conflict that he had like I made this promise to my mama or grandmama and that's why he kept going back and forth between doing R&B music and working with Drew Hill and doing gospel like he went as far to like sign with Kirk Franklin's record label 
Yeah, that's that's great and all, but, but did he have to he do didn't, it so inconvenient? He didn't stick to it, and he in the always middle of everything. It, it at seems the time. a little unchristian. Like they it had like something so many, to do. When you're about to be reunited, you had to have had some meetings, some phone calls, all that. You had time to reflect and ask yourself, "Do I want to do this?" But you wait till you're in the middle of a video set or in the middle of a radio interview to say, "You know what." I'm going back to gospel. But like, you know what? On, there, I can understand. The, flag, the flags existed. And I mean, unfortunately, it's easy to ignore it because it, it takes a whole Drew Hill to be a Drew Hill. Well, uh, in that same um, interview, you can see Nokio jumps up to fight him and Cisco barges off, gets in the car, and somebody's <laughs> flagging him down like, Cisco, you know you ain't supposed to be driving. Who knows what happened there? I wonder <laughs> if he had like a DUI. <laughs> He took off in the truck and somebody Maybe chased him behind. Maybe he didn't know how to like, drive. Maybe he was just from, you like, know you ain't like supposed Brooklyn to be and he never drove. Maybe Yo, he had a suspended license. We, we never talked. We didn't bring this up, but I do remember being young and like people acting like Cisco and Kale Mitchell were interchangeable for a while too. I remember, no, I, I remember, I remember that, that as well. Yes, yes, I remember yes. that too. Yeah. I get it. You never saw him in the same place at the same time. Though. Did you? <laughs> no, did you, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> So at this point, it's from five. It goes from five members to three. Like Scola, nobody even knows he was a part of the group. Five Nokia members, wasn't having it because he. Members. Nokia said that uh, five members was too much because it yeah. messes up the money. He won't have well, it. It messes up the I money, but I mean, like, five ways, do, do you yo. know the kind of harmonies you got to have? Five members is a Temptations kind of collective. Somebody's got to be, or boys to men. Somebody's got to be Wanya. Somebody's <laughs> got to be like a very strong baritone. To yep. be in a five-member group. I mean, technically, New Edition didn't. It, it's happened before, like but it, I think that's the reason why those groups are no. They're they're like they're up there, but I mean, like it's not that common for you to get mm. somebody who can be like blue from the Temptations. That's not an easy thing to do. No. <gasps> God at rest this his soul. Point, All at of this their point. souls. God rest everybody's soul. Everybody's dead. <laughs> oh God. At this point, nope. Does anybody care about Drew Hill? I don't know. But wait. They had an audition for a fourth member in 2010. They auditioned people, and they apparently put out another album in 2010, which I know nothing about. Nobody, oh. Nobody's putting money behind these groups. Because <laughs> when 112 dropped this week, like last week, and I mean, did we only listen? knew. I actually I heard their song on the radio, and I can't think of the name of it, like but I single? was surprised, yes. Well, I you was know what? surprised. I, I think they put money into the into like a time to join a market. So sometimes we miss the boat on it because we're a little young for that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? The, miss the boat, the time right, yeah, boat. Ah, <laughs> ah, a pun that I didn't even know. Oh, goodness. Nah, but yeah, they put all that money into like a, a D.L. Hughley, time joiner kind of market. And it's, we miss the boat on stuff like that because it's it's middle age R&B. Well, Kira. I know you're going to have a follow-up statement because I know... Yeah, so yes. do y'all want to hear from Drew Hill in 2017? I will say I don't want you to hear You did any hear from them in music, 2017, But right? I did hear from them in 2017. Because you saw them. I took Bay uh, to see Drew Hill. We went for his birthday. And I will honestly say that um, Bobby Valentino opened. That was interesting. He put on a good show. Um <laughs> But Drew Hill actually did great. Um, I wish they would have performed longer versions of all of my favorite songs, but they were actually up there, you know, doing the best that they can with their little two-step and they hops. And But vocally, they honestly yeah. did their thing. Like, they were up there singing. But I will say that it, I, I don't regret spending the money. 
they you know were up there singing they butts off and i was i was kind of surprised i they were well god doing bless it. them because i i, I, well, I want to hear new music from them or of any sort any no I, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing them at concert like i said they, they have some of my favorite r&b songs of all time yeah. uh it, it would be nice honestly a good a solid lineup would be a drew hill jodeci tevin kind of thing that that's oh, like that's yes. an error right there if, that, I, if, I could get, error. if i could get drew hill jodeci and tevin campbell on one billing that's like that's a that time a that's a time i should be promoting stuff i don't know why i like that a lot JD. yeah thank you we're gonna send some tweets out <laughs> okay. we do make stuff happen with twitter don't we <laughs> okay moving on to tlc this is Ooh, probably on the tlc tip. our last <laughs> one maybe <laughs> we have t-buzz <laughs> Left Eye and Chili. It's me again. (laughs) (laughs) Songs such as Creep, No Scrub. What about your friends? What about your friends? Red Light Special. I mean, the list goes on. Them girls gave us hat to the back. Unpretty. Hits. I mean, just fantastic, fantastic. My favorite girl group of all time. Okay. Uh, With honorable mention in vote, but. My favorite group of all time. They have one of the only diamond. I think they are the only girl group with a diamond record. They actually. might be. Uh, yeah, because Crazy say, Sexy Cool is a diamond record. They're the best selling girl group of all time. It distracted everybody. It distracted everybody from OJ Simpson. Thanks again for that. Even <laughs> now, today, people still buy Crazy Sexy Cool. Yep. But <laughs> this is another. This is another bitch. Better have my money. Um, Thing. And who was the bitch and who did the originators the of bitch better have my this money? This might be one of the biggest ones because yeah. they were very, very vocal about it. So we'll so let, let's start at some of the personal things they had going on. Let's start there. Yeah. Because Chili got pregnant, I want to say twice. One was an abortion and one she had it by Dallas Austin. Yes. Who I was a was part correct. of their team. So that's why it was kind of like um, it was a huge conflict. You're sleeping mm. with the boss. <laughs> mm. Um, and that one incident where Left Eye set her boyfriend's house on fire. Ooh, notorious. Notorious. That was that was huge. News. It was huge. Um, they were they had been in a toxic relationship for I don't know how yeah. long. A publicly, he was toxic. he was a football player. He was and a football player. They both were very vocal about how toxic it was. I don't even know why they were together in the first place. Cause she would say he crazy. We be fighting. He hit me. I hit him back. Yeah, you like, know, you like, know, you know toxicity. He you, cheated on her. Going. It's provocative. Yeah. <laughs> so one night, it came to a head. She didn't. You know what? She didn't even mean to set the house on fire. She wanted to set his his shoe collection. On she fire. was mad because he went shopping and he ain't buy her. He nothing. ain't buy her no wow. shoes. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. She said, "Oh, you ain't buy me no shoes." You know, I did not know okay. that. It makes her seem way less crazy. Yeah, she didn't mean to set the whole house on fire. She threw his shoes in a bathtub oh, and struck flammable. a match, and, and it got out of control. <laughs> she did. So following that, you know, they tried to make it seem like it was a drunken rage, and she was like, no, I was in my right mind. I just didn't mean for it to go all out. So <laughs> she ended up having to go to, like, she got five years called? probation. Oh, She um, didn't go to jail. She went to a, wasn't it like an anger management I don't know. I'm, I'm about to say halfway. Or like the rehab, halfway house kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. Um, and even after that, they 
kind of they were dealing with each other. She like she was mad because he wasn't visiting her. Yeah, while she was there. And it was I just mean, like, to be honest with you, like we know of more toxic situations. It was, I mean, that that being an accident, it helps her case in that yeah. situation. Because though it's terrible to set your boyfriend's shoes on fire, but I mean, and I completely understand for rich people, it's a little low on the crazy level. There's some things we've seen and heard since then that would blows yeah. that out the water. She 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 didn't really speak about it, but she was kind of upset that obviously I've been abused and nobody talked about that. That's true. Right. They, they um, took his side. They they very labeled so. me as a crazy alcoholic. Meanwhile, half my lip is busted, like wide open, while I'm in court, and nobody talks about that. And that led so, her spiraling down a yeah. A I yeah. I don't think she ever fully recovered from that situation um, at all. I think it made her hard for her to trust people around her she she had been through a lot even yeah. before that she, so. she may be one of these people i mean we know how she died technically but she may have technically I mean, in a, a greater sense died from heartbreak she may be like part like one of multiple, those kind of people i mean when she heartbreak. when she died it was because she was she was trying to get away yeah. it, she was trying to restore herself yeah. because she said i've been through so much i want to get away i want to restore my mind my body and everything because i have been through so much and i want to caught her home yeah so Let's go back to Crazy Sexy Cool Days. Crazy. One of their biggest, maybe the biggest selling album they've ever had. Yeah. And fresh off a Grammy win, you know when they do like the press conference after the Grammys Ooh. and you talk, they all announce we are broke. <laughs> Let them we know. We sold 10 million albums 10 and we're million. broke. Well, you know what, what? What could be more of a cognitive dissonance than you being on stage accepting a Grammy, knowing your album is one of what is now five R&B and hip-hop albums and wasn't then to go diamond and you don't have any money in your checking You have account. nothing to show I mean, that's a call for help. I think they did the right thing by saying something about it. It's yeah. crazy and sad. Because yeah. even the people in the audience who were asking them questions were confused. Like, how do you sell yeah. 10 million records and you're broke? And they were like, oh, trust me. With you can't. With greedy, greedy people, people around you. you you can do it's exactly easy. that. And I don't have time to explain it right now. <laughs> and this is where As we got Lisa that said. infamous soundbite, though, from Left Eye when she said, this is how you can sell 10 million records and be broke. And she broke down the whole thing about how they start with, like, 56 cents an album sale. And then, you know, they got to pay their teams, like, mm. legals and doctor bills, insurance, lawyers, They were the giving producers. them 56 cents they an album sale, to, and then um, they had to pay people out of the 56 cents per album sale. Just yeah. Just a tragedy. Um, you have to pay for your videos you just made, all your airfare, travel, Songwriters, stylists, clothes, all of that. hotels. You mm. have to pay the record label back for all that stuff. So and she said by the time they took all of their cuts, they, were, they had maybe $300,000 a piece, if that. And she's like, you can buy what? A house with that? Then wow. what? Now you bought your house, then what? So, you know, on what? Pebbles and what's his name? L.A. Reed. They were like, them girls ain't broke. <laughs> Pebbles, baby father. They just want more money so they can do more lavish things. They ain't in no financial trouble. Um, so they went into a legal battle with them. Um, and they wanted to reno renegotiate their contracts. And they were... It was like a two-year battle with them. So finally, in exchange, they had to give Pebbles, like, royalties for certain things. They had to, like, purchase name, the TLC name. In exchange for their name and a renegotiation of their contracts. Which is some bullswanky. 
I mean, because the thing about it is, they went on to do great work after that, but nothing compares to Crazy Sexy Cool. Nothing. Yeah, so we're gonna, I we're, will we say, go. though, fan mail is one of my favorite. And uh, we're about yeah. to go into that area, era. 98.99, it's time for fan mail, and Dallas Austin is still part of their team, but... And a scrub he, is a guy that thinks he's fine. Uh, 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 another soundbite we got from Left Eye is her speaking on Dallas Austin and saying he wants $4.2 million to do our album. So he ain't going... <sighs> He probably ain't gonna be on our album. So, Left Eye was very vocal about Dallas Austin. He was pulling strings because he was sleeping with Chili and mm-hmm. he was greedy and he wanted so much creative control over them that by the time they did fan mail, they're like, "We're not giving you four point two million dollars." Did you not just see us file for bankruptcy, bruh? <laughs> like, We're come shame. on now, taking advantage of those poor girls. So you know. Fan mail comes out. It's pretty huge. They have like a huge tour and they get this pay-per-view deal. And it's like one of the highest selling pay-per-view showings. Yeah. Well, it was, was No Scrubs a bigger hit than any hit they had on Crazy Sexy Cools? I think that's right. Huh? No Scrubs was a bigger hit than any hit they had on Crazy Sexy Cool, but Crazy Sexy Cool is a bigger album. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would probably yeah. say that. Yeah, I would say that. So um, following all of this, you know, Left Eye started becoming vocal again about how she felt like she wasn't able to fully express herself in a group. I get, what, maybe one verse on this song and mm-hmm. some songs I'm not even on. Right. So she started feeling like she was put in a box and she's like, I got so much more to offer, but I'm limited to to 16 bars on mm-hmm. one song every three songs. So um, it started to get really awkward. She started kind of not showing up to things there's this very awkward interview they did on trl and chili and left eye i mean chili and t-boz pretty much say oh she on her period basically (laughs) in another form of words to clear you know they trying to clean up why she didn't show up left eye was doing her own thing by this time and they like oh put it together emodium ad and they kind of turn away from the camera and start awkwardly laughing where it's, it's clearly something going on so that was the first like huge thing that happened but then when she didn't show up from another for another huge press conference she pulled a publicity stunt Mm -hmm. and the media went crazy they thought she was missing they thought she was literally missing kidnapped something like and she's in the jungle with her boyfriend laughing about it laughing at the headlines like how they think i'm missing that's crazy she's like i can either show up and be the star or i cannot show up and be even bigger star and around this time she calls into some i don't remember where she called in but she says okay tlc i challenge us to do a three cd set everybody do a solo album we package it together we all release a single and whoever single does the best they get a million dollars. Let me tell you right now, Left Eye would have had the biggest single. And she right knows now. that. Yeah. One, so, one of my favorite Left Eye things is a solo song where her and Missy Elliott. Okay, talk Let's about just it. do it. What's it called? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's, and it's a banger. I, I remember when it came out, and I was like, yo. And, and she held her own on You Know What's Up with Donnell Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she got, she's got that music with Tupac. That video was fly, too. Yeah. I'm, um, Chili and T. Well, T-Boss has solo stuff, too, so we know what that's like. She's got that song about masturbation. Uh, <laughs> T-Boss. <laughs> yeah, T-Boss. Um, and Chili. Chili got that reality show way Chili's, later. Uh, just <laughs> extremely attractive. I don't necessarily know. She pulled she... Usher. 
Yeah, yeah, and he pulled back. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so by this time, you know, of course, you know, TLC don't want to do that. You know, that's when everybody start realizing, okay, there's obviously something going on here. Well, she ended up doing her album, but the label didn't want to put her. Uh, but I'll tell you, it's, it's on your streaming. It's on your streaming services right now. As a left eye, so, full and full length. Yeah, they released it overseas, but I don't know. She she got a single put out here that didn't do well. It was called Supernova. I don't know I if remember anybody that. will remember that. Sound like it was good. But after that kind of didn't go her way, this is when she left for the Honduras. And I have a theory that the girls were not on good terms. I don't think she necessarily didn't like them. I just think she was ready to not be associated with that anymore i think i think creatively she wanted to do her own thing and yeah. of course you only have but so much creative room when you're in a, in group. a group yeah it was kind of like i just don't want to be part of a group i want right. to be my own it it was kind of like they each had like roles like she was the rapper and mm-hmm. t-boz was the lead with the very you know distinctive voice and that worked and chili you know she did, did the dancing a lot of the dancing and you they know. had their roles and their parts and but at some point in time that might not work for somebody anymore tlc is just like one of the largest cautionary tales and i would say that the people that that learned directly from that would be destiny's child um mainly because it just with the right machines behind them all three of them could have been like something solo or not solo or not I mean like I I think I think they were just incredible like I mean they came out the gate swinging and there was nothing like them every every girl group to some level has TLC to thank just for their existence they broke barriers for I agree for that they did and I I can say that especially you know with the unfortunate circumstance of Left Eye not being here to defend herself I respect that T-Boz and Chili have never talked about the drama that may have been going on but they always made it you know very positive like no we've always been together we've always been friends even when we weren't together we were TLC has never broken up so I respect them for carrying that legacy and carrying I have to make a note her name (laughs) I have to make a note about the movie um if you've watched the movie with um you see they no, it was a VH1 production. Uh-huh. You see a scene before um, Left Eye leaves for the Honduras, and it's this cute scene where she calls them apparently and like, "Oh, I'm leaving," and they're like, "We love you," and it's this real cheesy, that, that didn't happen, cheesy, cheesy yeah. moment. And it's just you can tell it's one of those things they just wanted to to say, "Hey, we were on good terms. We loved our sister." I don't think that actually happened. I don't think she was speaking to them really it's always but they convenient. had to wrap it up nicely yeah the crazy thing is is that um left eye sister raindrop drop top <laughs> <laughs> you said it like that so you set it up and i was gonna do the same thing <laughs> um, oh my goodness has expressed that you know her and her family were um they felt some type of way that they were not asked to be a part of the m- the makings yeah. of that movie really yeah like they That's weren't they do, asked um, to be a part of it I guess you know to provide um, her sister's perspective which was interesting and not to you know say that you know they didn't have a right because I feel like family should always be involved in situations of that person's not here then their family should be involved in some way 
Right. I just so can't understand no why people making a movie would think that's okay. Like, right. I just that's don't it. get but the you know, logic you know behind why? it. Because somebody has an image to sell at that point. Because, right. I mean, I don't... Listen, if you're going to tell the story... Tell the story. I, yeah, I would say tell the story. Tell but also, like, don't sugarcoat stuff that we know. Because at some point, like, it's, it's kind of like just PR. Whenever yeah. somebody does movies and somebody's not there to defend themselves, it's yeah. just PR. Yeah. And then skip to 2015... Chili and T-Boz did that Kickstarter fund. They yeah, like, hey, fund our last pay, pay album. album. Yeah, oh my and God. it got a lot of push because people like Katy Perry Look, and your last you album happened before Left Eye Died. It already exactly. happened. It was funded. It's done. Well, but I mean, they 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 they've done decent work since then. Technically, they they've made they've got stuff on the radio since. I mean, Cricket Smile. Did they work on the album? Okay, they so got David single. It out became this a thing on Twitter. Like, yo, we want our money back. Where the album at? Because it was 2017 and nothing was here, but they did release it. With Snoop Dogg, right? In June. With... It was a song, but they yeah. released the whole album, I want to say, in June wow. of this year. So, do y'all want to hear that album in 2017? You obviously didn't listen to it yet. <laughs> I mean, I did like the little single way back. Um, I that, thought that that's what, that's what it was called, was right? really cute. I yeah. thought it was really cute. Um, I, I didn't really it. like the dance moves, though. Chili looked a little stiff. <laughs> They weren't known oh, for know. being dancers, though, were they? I, mean, I don't think. Chili was a dancer, though. That's yeah. crazy. She Because she originally started as a backup dancer for somebody. Yeah. Wow. Before joining CLC, like, she was a backup dancer. My roommate was on a road trip uh, with an older person, and they said, put on that TLC. And my roommate was like, <laughs> she was put like, on that TLC. She was, my was like, like, what about your oh, friend? Okay. Your like, friend? she was like, let me go to, to my TLC. And she put on some, she was like, no, that new TLC. And my roommate was like, Mm, mm, mm. I don't know what you're talking about. And you usually put it on, and then was like, oh, okay. So I think that kind of answers the question. Do we want to hear a new TLC? I think we're kind of rejecting it, but yeah. I'm not, but I'm, we're not, it's not as hard as we rejected some other things. Well, I will, like, we can all agree, though, that they left their mark without a doubt. They TLC, no matter what they're trying to do in 2017, they are going to be known as one of the best groups to ever do it. And Stuff? that's. Stuff like That's Crooked that. Smile will continue to get a pass. If they continue to do work with newer artists yeah. that, that makes waves, then I think they'll be fine. But they need, they need to keep doing that. I would be okay with them dropping, like, singles for, like, nostalgia. Like, just putting out, you know, a single here and there so that when they do their, like, reunion tour, just to keep themselves yeah. going. Yeah, that's, that's They have kind a of few a new idea. songs to drop, but I I still bump fan mail to this day. And I think they could get yep, big names to, to be a part yeah. of anything that they do because of their legendary status. Yeah, uh, There's sure. enough, like, with the amount of nostalgic that Drake is, Drake would have him on in a, in a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like... If they did something with Drake right now... Like not only would it would it work, it would be, it would be a hit, and yeah. it would probably research their entire career. Let me and it would send cost them. It probably wouldn't cost well. them a dime because you know Drake wants it. I'm sending out that tweet as well because I think that would be great. It would. Two great tweets I can copy. Oh. I'm, glad I, I'm glad I can help. Uh, but I think that's a wrap. I hope hope you guys learned something from this. This segment. was a lot of a lot of history. Um, today. a lot yeah. of. Yeah, this yeah, was like it. this was a history lesson. This is what this is meant to be because I bet you didn't know a lot of stuff that happened but i was hoping it would serve for educational purposes and i yes. hope you enjoyed it but we can move on to a little bit more of our regular segments like let's jump into tv 
How about it? We found Judy Winslow. Right? We, we found Judy Winslow, and it's found... great because yes. Bree is back, and that's when wow. we were talking about it. That was what are the my odds? episode, y'all. Yeah, Guys, get into it. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> we got tagged in so many posts when that reunion thing dropped. Yes, yes. That people were like, "Yo, look at this," and like it, it was funny. But I DM'd her to see to see if she had comments, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nothing came of that. But it's not it's not because she's not accessible. As I said, the DMs were open, so that that says all you need to know right there. But I like yeah. your effort. Yeah, you know why not, right? What 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 could it hurt? And I was very polite, of course. But um, yeah, she she did not have much say about the fact that they reunited and did not include her in the reunion. But to be fair, I think it was in everybody's best interest for her to not to be included in the reunion because it just sheds light on something that didn't make any sense. It doesn't do anybody any good for Judy yeah. Winslow to be there so they can talk about them writing her off the show. And uh, then, and then she would I have just... to talk about what she did after. No, she wouldn't. And That's the you don't thing. Think I mean, so. She didn't do anything She wouldn't on have to mention that part of her life. See, My I think is, people would have wanted to know, like, well, what did you do after? She didn't have How to, come you went on a hiatus? Because and, we know what she did after. I don't think she would have to, had to say, oh, I did porn for a while. I think she could have easily said, you know, I have a kid now and I'm a family woman. And she has to be doing something now. So I, I would have went that far. But to not include her is crazy because we obviously knew she was but, there. But I mean, as I, I, much I, as we want to act like Judy wasn't there as she was there, and we remember her, and it was a thing. So you might as well seasons, face it. Out of nine seasons, I can count her appearances on my fingers and toes. So it just. But we know Judy, though. Right, and it, you know what? It's scandalous, as scandalous as it is. That interview just doesn't go anywhere because it doesn't have anywhere to go. Fine. I mean, I will say though, they talked about it in the editing because they also reminded me that the pilot episode is a whole different Judy. So Judy, <laughs> Judy went from light to dark and then to clear. Uh, <laughs> in, that, in, that, in that show you know it's I mean they, they reshot she her she was taking too. a long yeah, nap but I mean you know to be fair like uh, we do I, I think it should be noted that Judy Winslow like she's doing really well great which, and, which she liked ulti- my tweet which ultimately is all that matters <laughs> yeah was was that's all that matters family matters <laughs> wow alright I um, like what you did there I'm moving great. on moving on Your timing is one fantastic. more thing for TV one more thing for TV. <laughs> We're going to... I want to talk about Moesha. They recently Mo reunited. Now, see, nope. Nope. You Why? can't come in here. You ain't say one word, but it's me. It's me. It's the most <laughs> important part of that song. You came in busting that damn mm-hmm. theme song and didn't yep. know the words. I, I did what everybody else does when that song comes on. They go... It's me. It's me. Okay, it is. they reunited on the set of The Real this week, and I thought it was so cute. I mean, I was like Brandy. I was, I was, I was about to cry. <laughs> it I, I was think a you're moment the biggest Brandy me. fan I know, but I think it's warranted because I am reminded as of late how strong her vocals are because of her genetic. Amazing, feature. amazing, her amazing. Runs, she, oh, angelic. Her, her control of her she, voice. She, like, has we, a, she has an aesthetic. She could that get has an been, entire episode. She has an aesthetic that has been duplicated and replicated a few times since then. Brandy kind of gets reached back out to like Aaliyah does when it comes down to new artists trying to capture something. She is replicated a lot. What I thought was dope about the reunion was how they transformed the set into, into the, the kitchen. The infamous 
kitchen. Which I thought was so dope because I feel like every show has that one room or that one setting or area that you remember distinctly. And that kitchen was it. Yes. Like, you know, and I I almost cried, too, just watching it. I also love the fact that they shouted out Lamont Bentley and Matt Wilson. Yeah, that is. Um, that was a moment. Who was a strong too. comic too, by the way. Yeah, I, she was. Funny. Yeah, she was funny. That was an emotional day for me. I felt like Brandy came out crying, guys, and I, people are like, "Yeah, she definitely pregnant." But that was a moment, though. <laughs> Imagine the rumor is that Brandy is pregnant right now. Yeah, We're still researching. Before? She lied about engagement before. Yeah, because she was pregnant. Ooh, so, right, yeah. juicy. Anyway, okay. I think that the real did a great they job. Did a they got literally job. all of them together. I didn't even know who was going to show up. I was afraid, but they literally got them all together. They did a great job, and there are talks of a reboot. And I want to go on to say that I am weary of reboots, but there are a lot of unanswered questions. So I just think some things just deserve. You know, Maybe a little mini movie or something or worst, a mini series. Like, let's not go into a whole reboot of a series. Guys. The worst thing about reboots, whenever they do happen, is that if they do happen, that's it. Like, you're not going to get it again. If it happens and it's lame, exactly. You don't you don't get it back because they're they're not going to continue. Like, they're not going to do it a third time. All right. Well, let's move on to movies. Let's just quickly give a little brief what movies were opening at this time. We're going to the year 1996. November 6th, we got Set It Off. Yeah. Iconic, I just, I mean, legendary. A, a fantastic movie. And I would argue that script-wise, it's bipartisan. It's such a good film. It was a bunch of black women in a movie, but I don't think it's a black movie. I agree. Yeah. Um, I can't argue with that. And yeah. my favorite part of Girls Trip was when they made the oath to set oh, yeah. it off. Yeah. My oh, it was my favorite, favorite part. part. And I loved how every woman in the audience was caught like, oh it. Oh my god. Yeah. And it like I live <laughs> for moments like that across like different TV shows and yeah. different movies where characters who played you know, together on different things like um, yeah, crossover stuff, things that like callbacks. Set, set it, it off. off. Set it off was great. Jada Pinkett was fantastic. And not to mention that that movie got so emotional, and you didn't know it would. Oh my god! You had no idea. I was sobbing as a kid. Queen is getting is getting shot like that, and she like sobbing. takes that L. It's so it's ridiculous. It's like shattering. Um, moving on, November fifteenth, we got. Base jam. Everybody get up. It's time to slam now. We got a real thing going now. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Space, space jam. jam. It's your chance. Do your, your dance, dance at, at the Space, space jam. jam. All, All right. right. <laughs> hey, listen. That movie, iconic. Iconic for so many reasons. Michael Jordan actually does a really good job. It seemed like a reach how good of a job he did. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray, hilarious. Uh, my man Newman, Wayne Knight, hilarious. I need to revisit that movie. Really? So do I. I, I, had, I had the cassette tape. And I, I got did a too. Gold and it, coin. It, it, so yes, did we. it went missing yeah. though. It went missing. I remember we were looking for that VHS tape for so long in my old hood. Somebody stole that shit. But you know what? That that movie like visually is ahead of its time. The green screen that they did for that movie was very very advanced for 1996. Bugs and low. All that. All the, the a lot of a lot of lessons in it. 
Michael's playing golf. He's playing baseball. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a great, great, great film. And I think it actually has a lot of lasting power, technically. Yeah. I think even now, it's nostalgic because of the characters in general. Like, people wouldn't care. You know, Michael Jordan doing that now wouldn't be the same effect on a child now. But the movie itself is still visually and script-wise heavy. Good. Good stuff. Sometimes. Just so you guys know, <laughs> around this time, I guess all the heat was coming out because we didn't know what year to do. And this is a time where, like, all the holiday movies come out. Like, yeah. November, December, like, all your yeah. holiday I movies coming out. I love me a out. good Christmas movie. So, November 16th, we had Jingle All the Way. Do y'all remember that film? A little bit. I'm just shouting out the Sinbad. I think Sinbad was dope. Sinbad was in it and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. And I, I remember, like, I can, I can see it in they my were head. Fighting I don't over, know the story. They were fighting over this, toy. like, limited release toy. Yeah, I remember okay. that. And he it's wanted to get it for his now. son so bad. Like, yeah. he had a whole day yep. of just fighting yep. for that toy. And it, it was a pretty good family Christmas. I love that movie. You know, it actually, up. you know what? I, I saw my might revisit this Christmas just for the sake of the fact. I don't I think would. it was. I don't I think it was cheesy it. as other ones were. Moving you on. You about Gabrielle Union? Shout out to shout out to Gabrielle Union. Shout out to Gabrielle Union. Yes. We just wanted to add this segment to like kind of give props to those who are still out here, like our '90s gems, who's still out here doing great things in. In entertainment and this week we decided to do Gabrielle Union who has her own show that unfortunately just got canceled um, being Mary Jane great show on BET um, she well, just, she's got she's got a new deal she got tell them about the new deal bad boys right? bad boys bad boys for TV which is a terrible idea I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I agree but uh, uh, but I mean pilot season you know do uh, do work she's gonna be fine I think they're it's kind of you know they did that lethal weapon yeah it's, it's kind of they did rush going hour in that too. direction. They did, they did a rush hour show yeah. too. Like they're just—they're so, not going to stop doing. Lethal that. Weapon is actually successful. I want to say it's going into the third. Yeah, Damon season. Wayans, yeah. right? Damon Wayans. Yeah. I want to say it's going into the third season. So I mean, hey, it might work out. Well, I, I mean, gonna count that, it out. The 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 aesthetic of those characters isn't what's great about that movie. It's Martin and Will that and make that movie, and, and you that's know what, they're not doing it. Though. What has me worried? Like, yeah. I I saw her live. I saw her speak at a, a speaking event. For her recently and it was it changed the way i see her forever because i would have not considered myself the biggest fan in the world she's not in my top five black women or anything like that because mm -hmm. she was very very candid about her anxieties a very nice moment and she cried and had a breakdown on stage talking about because she had a breakdown earlier that day and stayed to take pictures with every single one of those students in that audience i think this year she's climbed into my top five of like black like women actresses that I, I love, I look up to, I've always loved them. I've loved her since Bring It On and have been following her since. Mm -hmm. But I think this past year with the release of her book and the way she's just handling and shot her show being canceled mm -hmm. and hearing all the stuff that she talked about, you know, what you mentioned, what really, I guess, opened me up to her is she kind of got real about how, you know, people are so quick to ask like when are you having kids right. and are you gonna have kids and she was like you know for a long time it was just easy for her to say that you know oh you know she doesn't want any or they're not focused on kids right now when really she had had like a ton of miscarriages right and not only and that how it's like it's not a good question to ask women because you never know what they're, what what the they're going is. through what the backstory is they could have had a miscarriage yesterday and they don't have to tell anybody that but you asking that question is very insensitive you're right you know it's much appreciated. i can't wait to read her book yeah. like you mentioned yes yeah, she did just release a book where 
she goes into further details about all of that stuff and I'm excited to read that book. She also has like a wine line. I don't know if it's still out she there. She has a vanilla, wine line. Vanilla Sis pudding, has a hair care line. Yeah, she, she, she is fantastic really out here. She oh, amazing. Without amazing without makeup. It's and she just a gallon she of just water turned, what, a day. 44? Yeah, yeah, she she and Pharrell got like the same thing going on. Um, so you want to do before we go? Shout one gotta out go. To Gabrielle Union. So before we go, one gotta go. Jasmine getting fatigued. So. Boy, all the information done got her a little winded. <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, before what we go, mean? one gotta go. We used we used to do before we go, one gotta go. We used to be all like, hey, before we all go, right, one gotta let go. Me, let me read to you guys. Oh, before we go, Editing. one gotta go. Before we go, one gotta go. Before one gotta go, go. One gotta go. So what I did was I remixed our first one from the first episode with you kind of did a little update to it my special episode so we got drew hill Uh, 112 112. jagged edge and jodeci casey help me sing (laughs) who going jagged edge my heart hurts (laughs) i'm i'm sorry but i'm not um i love drew hill Obviously, I went to go see them this year. Mm. I love 112, and I love Jodeci. I, I I like, there's definitely Jagged Edge music that I like, but if I'm opening up my title, I'm not searching Jagged Edge. I have Drew Hill and 112 in my search. Right see, now. now, as a DJ, I can't let Jagged Edge go simply because of how ubiquitous some of their hits work in rooms. Where, where, the, where the party at works in a the room, there's... Not none of these other artists have a single like where the party at or let's get made remix that would just kill a party the way Jagged Edge does. Different perspectives, um, I like exactly, it. and that's why 112's leaving for me. Now let me say, I had slept on 112's Only You for a while. It's been a while. Ty Dolla Sign just did a, a sample, and he now did. and now I'm back re-listening to Only You and 112. I let him go too easily the last time we did this, but they're still going. I love Cupid. I love Only You. I love Sky's the Limit. I love Peaches and Cream. I love Dance for Me. But Jagged Edge has the ubiquity. I'm not even mad at that because if I had to choose a second one, 112 would probably be it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to get flamed for this. Flames. <laughs> I'm leaning more towards Jodeci. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> but that, uh, but it's, it's between Jodeci and 112. But I'm like, if I take away Jodeci, do I still have Casey and JoJo's all my life? No, no. You no. don't have it. They might. They no, brothers. No, they no. chilling. And they if be you, like, if you get rid, If you get rid of Jodeci, there's no Casey and JoJo. How you know that? Bro, I'm, because I'm telling you about they, maybe they, the they move the one gotta go. But maybe it would have still happened. No, listen, <laughs> listen. Let if, me if, make my way around this, okay? Jasmine, if Jodeci's gone, they're dead people. <laughs> no. They don't, none of them live, okay? Okay, they if, never existed. They never like, existed. Like, none of them ever existed. If they never existed. So, okay. There's no case I mean, honestly and truly, because of um, all my life, it's got to be 112. Off that alone. One twelve's gone. I will tell you though. I mean, I mean, listen, people love peaches and cream though, so I think it's gonna be hard for people. And but I have to say this me. though: dance with me. Out of all of those, I probably listen to Jodeci the least. But I cannot live without all my life. And forever, I my I lady. Can't li- I can't live without forever, Shanene. And I, and I also can't live without come and talk to me. I'll, I'll be honest with you. That's why they got to stay. And, and, it's, so and it's North Carolina. Songs, I just got like, to back them up because it's Charlotte. Yeah, it's, I just got to let y'all know. Jodeci is real close to being off that ledge, but all my life saved them. We're, <laughs> we're going to the ledge. We got to get out of here, I guess. 
But I um, mean, it's, it's a wrap. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Be friendly and say goodbye to the nice people. You know she get anxiety. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not helping either. I don't know Signing why I off. do this. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Bree. Do your plug. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out my blog, Brianna I am dot That is B R I A N A I am dot Check me out. That's right. Shout out to Huga Coworking. Shout out to little girl on Rush Hour. Uh, we're out of here. You know, this is a long episode. Peace. <laughs>